0: This is The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
1: And away we go on this holiday weekend, Saturday morning. Rothenberg with you. It is The Hockey Show uh, on 98.7 ESPN. So, round two, Rangers-Hurricanes. When we left off, it was... Rangers trailing one nothing in the series. Now, oh actually two nothing. Now we're back and now the Rangers trail 3-2 and it's the same song and dance for Carolina. They're phenomenal at home, they're lousy on the road. How did we get to where we are right now with Game 6 tonight right here on 9870 ESPN? There's a lot of ebbs, a lot of flow. And a lot of hockey conversation. It, of course, is the hockey show brought to you by the All American Auto Group with locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant, and Sloman's. Just call one eight hundred Alarm Me to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman Shield. Keep your family safe. Call one eight hundred Alarm Me. We had meetings. We had closed door meetings about the appropriate way to attack the Hockey Show this week. Here's what we're gonna do. So if you're planning your morning. Today on this Saturday, here's how you plan it. We're going to start out with a game five recap. Then we're going to go game three, then game four in that order, then a look ahead, then a this day in hockey history, then a what's coming up on tap with the series. All right. So if you're scoring at home, it's all understood now the appropriate way that we're handling this weekend's hockey show. All right, we start this series, and I think it's fair to say has been a a tale of home in a way, not only this series, but Carolina's first series as well. They won four games against Boston at home, lost all three games in Boston. The Hurricanes have looked so much better in Raleigh, and we've established it as Raleigh and not Raleigh, than they have at Madison Square Garden. Rangers offense has completely disappeared on the road. So let's look at what happened on Thursday in Game 5. Carolina dictating play for for most of the first period, but were scoreless. Then Carolina takes a penalty. Rangers go on the power play, and you think to yourself, okay, early opportunity for the Blue Shirts in a scoreless game. They're right where they want to have the Canes, but are they? Doesn't seem so, as Carolina on Thursday night struck first. Here comes Krupa.
2: Truba to the red line, to the Carolina line. Lost the puck. Here come the Hurricanes. Short-handed. Jordan Stahl, down the left wing. Throws it towards the net. They score. A short-handed goal. Vincent Trocheck gives Carolina
1: a one nothing lead. So twelve fifty seven, and thanks, of course, to Kenny Albert, as you heard right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Uh, one nothing Lee, Carolina. We need to kind of analyze this a little bit because Trocek on the finish. Now Truba kind of made a bungling play at the blue line, at the opposing blue line, uh, as the Rangers were in the offensive zone. Carolina breaks out two on one. And Jordan Stahl makes I, I, I can't even describe it appropriately if you haven't seen it, a pass for the ages, a, a, a pass over a, a sprawling Keandre Miller, which lands right on the tape of Trocek, who beats Schusterkin for a one nothing lead. So that's the goal. Trocek, shorthanded stall with the assist to 1257 Carolina with the lead. And you know. What a grind it is to score in this series, especially for the road team. So right there, it's a gut punch. Rangers trail 1-0. Carolina with the lead. Rangers with another power play. And you think to yourself, you know what? As long as we don't allow another goal on the shorthanded situation for Carolina, we'll keep ourselves in the game. But this time, the Rangers actually capitalized.
2: Rangers control. Panarin out to Fox straight away. Near side, Panarin. Back across. Shot.
1: Score! From the left wing circle, Mika Zibanejad ties it on the power play. And there we have it. at 17.06 of the first period. 1-1. Mika Zibanejad with his six of the postseason. Panarin and Fox with the assists. And we are now tied at one. So if you're a Rangers fan... You got to be feeling pretty good about yourself. We've kept the game close. We've been kind of outplayed, maybe a little jump in the second period. And we head to the second period. One, one after one. You think the Rangers, you know, we'll, we'll take that because they didn't play well. We head to the second period. Carolina, again, doing a, a very nice job limiting the Rangers chances. But it looked like, and I think this to me was the moment that the entire game changed. It looked to me and everyone like the Rangers had taken a 2-1 lead.
2: Cop tied up. Strong with a turn. Shoots. He scores. Ryan Strong from the left wing circle
1: gives the Rangers a 2-1 lead. But did he really? It was reviewed for offsides and at 2-1, here's the results.
2: It been determined and has played offside.
1: Yeah, no surprise after we saw no. the replays. No. That it was it was the right call. You hear the officials saying no goal. So instead of a 2-1 Rangers lead, it stays locked in at one. And the Rangers were not playing great prior to that. But after that, it felt like kind of the wheels fell off the entire thing. So let's backtrack now. Now we're one all again later in the period. Hurricanes get a power play and they have they were awful the entire series, the entire postseason. Power play was a disaster. But this power play for Carolina finally succeeded Tony D'Angelo now at the right point over to the far
2: circle spinning with it is Tara Vinan. Tara Vinen back out D'Angelo D'Angelo for Jarvis now to the far side shot score Tara Vinen on the power play 2-1 Carolina
1: It's funny, you hear the crowd. They were more excited for the goal that was taken away for the Rangers than they were when they actually scored the goal themselves to make it 2-1. At 9.47, so right at the midway point of the game, Terravino with the goal, his fourth. uh, Jarvis and I think one of the most hated men in in Madison Square Garden, Tony D'Angelo with the assist. 2-1 Carolina end of two so we're 2-1 into the third period Rangers really had almost no opportunities and then later in the third period Carolina once and for all put this game away
2: puck set in by Mott Peshi moves it up the boards and out played a center by Spechnikov. gains a step on Fox moving in Deeks and scores 3-1 Carolina with 6.59 remaining
1: And none of the goals were remotely Igor Shesterkin's fault. They were all just beautiful goals. Uh, The two-on-one shorthanded was sensational. The goal on the power play was an an easy, you know, perfect shot. And the uh, Svechnikov goal as well on a breakaway. So there you have it. Rangers fall 3-1. That's the final. Um, And I don't even know that that tells the story. Shots on goal uh 34 for Carolina 17 for the Rangers so they were doubled up there and uh as you'll hear in just a moment Rangers of course as we know now face a 3-2 deficit heading back to Madison Square Garden uh Saturday night tonight uh a game you can hear right here starting at 7:30 on 987 ESPN very frustrating, very annoying, backs to the wall yet again, a place we've seen the Rangers be continuously this postseason. And Gerard Gallant, you haven't heard a lot of this from him in the postseason, even with losses. He was angry, and here he is talking about this in his mind was their worst effort of the series so far.
3: I think it was a lot of us tonight, to be honest with you. I didn't think we played our game at all. I thought we were reaching with sticks all night instead of finishing checks with the body like we did the other nights. Uh, you know, Obviously, we, uh, to me, it was the worst game. In the five games so far in the series, you know, they, they pretty well dominated that game tonight.
1: So back to the drawing board. I, I mean, a lot of people, and I heard Don McGregor say it, a lot of people, and, and myself included, the thought was you've won two in a row, you have momentum, go down there and and play the similar game, steal this game, come back to the Garden and wrap it up. And now every step forward you take for the Rangers, you take a step back. So the, I guess the one positive thing you can say is they, they were just in this position. They trailed Pittsburgh 3-1, and they came storming back. Carolina on the road is not a good team. So you love the Rangers' chances to win a game six, and then game seven – Maybe Shesterkin is out of his mind. You flip a coin, you find a way. But here is Galant after game five, just saying very disappointing to play a game like that.
3: Again, I talked about the first four games. All those games could have went either way, in my opinion. I thought our last game and at home was a game like tonight where we didn't dominate as much as they did tonight, but it was our best game. So... Tonight, I'm disappointed. We didn't play our best game. And, you know, we got to win one game and hit to win the series. So hopefully that's game seven. But uh, we got to be better than we are tonight. Again, we weren't, uh, we weren't quick enough. We weren't strong enough. And, you know, we can make an excuse about them clogging up the neutral zone and all that. But we just didn't play our game. We weren't competitive enough tonight.
1: But bottom line is this. Carolina played really well. Rangers played, I thought, really poorly. But when you stop and think about it for a second, the Rangers were literally inches away. I mean, it's not an exaggeration, inches away from getting onside, from having a 2-1 lead in that game. And then what happens? I don't know. Maybe Carolina pinches a little more and you get a two-on-one and you put the game-winning goal away. Who knows? All I know is Carolina was better, Rangers didn't play well, and you were right there. I mean, another. And again, the officials did nothing wrong, but it just doesn't feel like every single break, goes against the Rangers and I'm not blaming anyone for this one specifically but every time there's a review every time there's a replay I mean have they had one where they've gone to the monitors and gone to Toronto that's come back and and it's been in the Rangers advantage it it was it's been so one-sided as far as that's concerned that I thought when they when they started to talk about that play where Lafreniere crashed into the post early in the game that they were going to somehow award Carolina a goal but bottom line is the Rangers' effort was bad. Carolina's was great. Here is Gerard Glant on just that.
3: It was a group effort. It really was. I mean, when we win, we play well. It's pretty well a group effort. And I thought tonight it was just a total team that looked tired. I really, that's what I believe tonight. We looked tired. We weren't quick as them. And, you know, they got uh, you know they got beat two games in our building. And, they were, you know, we, we knew they'd be ready to come out play in tonight and play a fast game. And they played really well. And I just didn't think we matched that tonight.
1: And they didn't. And Carolina was better. There's no two ways about it. So, I mean, Carolina, seven games, first round. Rangers, seven games, first round. You get a day off, then you play. Day off, then you play, right? It's, It's just a lot of hockey. Here is Gerard Glant is playing so many games, finally catching up to your team.
3: They did the same thing. But I just, you know, tonight was a game where out of, well, I shouldn't say that because a couple of Pittsburgh games where they beat us pretty good. But I thought tonight in this series, they, they took advantage of, of a team that didn't wasn't ready to compete as hard as we should have. And again, I just, the biggest thing is that it's not that the guys didn't want to compete. I think we looked tired for whatever reason.
1: Well, that's got to change tonight as, of course, the venue shifts. And I imagine it will with the energy they get from the crowd. But, you know, Tampa Bay must be just sitting back with their feet up and an iced tea in hand thinking to themselves, we won our series on Monday. These teams are going to play at least an extra five days and go at least, if not six, if not seven games. I mean, Tampa must be just in their glory at the moment. So... At the moment now, Rangers trail the series three games to two. But when we left off last week, it was two games to none in favor of Carolina. That changed in a hurry at the Garden. We'll let you know how it changed, why it changed. Hear from all the particulars. Why? Because it's the Hockey Show on this Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN.
4: Andy from Merrick presents today's Defensive Analytics, sponsored by Slomans, the leader in home defense. The last line of defense and typically the most important piece in a playoff hockey run is a hot goalie. In NHL history, Patrick Awa is your all-time playoff leader with 151 wins. But all three locals have a netkeeper near the top with New Jersey's Martin Brodeur ranking number two, the Islanders' Billy Smith number five, and the Rangers' Henrik Lundqvist rounding out the top 15 list with 61 career playoff victories. to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg,
0: presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
5: This is Tom Laidlaw
2: of the New York Rangers. You are listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg on 98.7
1: ESPN New York. Well, thank you, Tom. And this is, of course, The Hockey Show and the place that you like to listen to all your sports talk, specifically your hockey on a Saturday morning, 98.7 seven. ESPN. So we ran through game five. A disappointing, and the thing with the Rangers is, you know, you take two steps forward and one step back, and two steps forward and one step back. And, it, I, I, you know, I was talking to someone about this recently. I think I was talking to Rick about this this morning as well. And, and I know I'll say this, and people will get, shut up, stop complaining. And I'm not, I don't mean to be complaining. It's not easy to have a team at this stage of the season there's a lot of stress that goes along with it. Like, I don't know if you feel like this. I watch the, the Flames and the Oilers, and to me, that's just, that's much more enjoyable. I don't have a dog in the fight. I could just sit back, and whatever happens, happens. It's it's up and down, fun hockey, a lot of goals. When you're talking about a, a game that if there's a goal, it's – it's. I mean, it changes everything. Like it could take you 20 minutes to get the goal back. You You might never get it back, and it's your team, and you're that invested – it's a lot to handle. And I, I think that a lot of people understand what I speak. By, because the games are not always that much fun. The The reaction from the games when your team is successful, that's that's the fun. Or the moment when they win, that's the fun. But watching them and enduring it and having your heart broken, that's not always fun. And that's what a, a lot of sports fans, really fanatical sports fans, probably listen and they're like, yeah, I completely understand uh, what you mean. All right. So game five, very disappointing. But the two games at the garden, sensational. So Rangers down, if you remember, 2 Um They got shut out in game two. They head back to the garden. It's a matinee affair on Sunday afternoon for game three. Then again, the offense was just, it was brutal. I think they had one goal in two games down in Carolina. Now they have two goals in three games, so it's nothing to write home about. But they came to play at home, and last time the Rangers were home was obviously that unbelievable Game Seven against Pittsburgh. So Game Three, first period, let's go to the power play where the Rangers struck first.
2: Savard heads skates down on the left corner, turn out for Fox, left point skates right, beats Pidarek. Left side, Zibanejad, shoots, he scores! Mika Zibanejad, it's a power play goal!
1: Rangers lead, 1-0. Oh, you hear that, you hear the phrase, it's a power play goal, it can only be one man, and that, of course, Sam Rosen, who's getting some radio work for us here on 98.7 ESPN. So, Zibanejad with the power play goal, his fourth of the postseason. Panarin and Fox with the assist. one nothing Rangers. Let's jump ahead. Second period. Still one nothing Rangers. Same guy, Sam on the call. Different goal scorer though. This time.
2: Subbanicent. Drops it back to Kreider. Behind the Carolina net. Comes out from behind the net. Shoots. He scores! Chris Kreider. Makes it
1: he sure did, Sam. 2 nothing Rangers. Kreider, his sixth of the postseason to Benajad and Truba with the assist. And Kreider thrilled to get that goal because he has, and let's be fair, struggled mightily on the road in this series through three games in Carolina. Chris Kreider has one shot so far, right? So he, I think he had eight and a goal back at the Garden. One shot in Carolina in three games. And then if you remember, Rangers up 2-1 because Carolina scored, uh, Nita Ryder scored late in the second period. So it's 2-1, Rangers clinging to that lead. They pull the goalie, does Carolina. Kreider walks down the left side, a wide open net with two full minutes to go. So it's not like just dump it in eight seconds, rattle off, and you've now won the game. You still have to kill two minutes, and he misses. He hits the outside of the net. It stays at a 2-1 game. You think to yourself, oh, my God. It's going to come back to absolutely bite the Rangers. But Mott, amazingly enough, gets the puck in his own zone. And on the backhand, whips it out. No goalie. And this ensues. Terrell Byron to D'Angelo. To Terrell Byron. It's taken away by Mott. He's backhanded to the incident.
2: He scores! Oh, yes! He scores!
1: If only Dave Maloney would get nearly as excited as Sam Rosen on the call. But that's an accurate call by both screamers. Uh, Mott with the goal. Empty netter. His first of the postseason. 3-1 the score for the Rangers. And they waltz on home for a 3-1 victory in game three. And now cut the deficit to two games to one. A happy Rangers locker room. A happy head coach last Sunday. Here is Gerard Gallant on his club's victory.
3: Killed some penalties, scored a power play goal. That's how you win hockey games in tight games. So it was a battle, tight battle again tonight. They Obviously, Igor, Igor was out, outstanding for us, and that was the key.
1: Speaking of Igor being outstanding, 44 shots thrown his way. Only the one goal out. And in, in fairness, and I think he would agree as well, uh, it was a bad goal. I mean, it, was, it was a goal that he probably stops 99 times out of 100. In fact, I think on the broadcast, Sean McDonough said something to the effect of he gets that shot 100 times, he stops at least 99 of them. But you know what? When you play at that level with the other 43 shots, I guess when your team scores three, you can give one up. Rangers outshot uh, 44 to 32, made no difference. They walk away with a 3-1 victory. You are three stars in this one. Chris Kreider is the third star. He scored, of course, the goal. Uh, Mika Zibanejad with the goal and an assist. He is your second star and just the phenom, Igor Shosturkin, 44 shots, 43 saves. That's a ho-hum 977 save percentage. Here is Gerard Gallant. This is a pretty Tough-minded group of guys.
3: We've done that all year long. I mean, I'm disappointed, obviously, with the first two games losing them. But I, I, like I've said, I like the way we played in battle in those two games in Carolina. And tonight, we felt we were going to win the hockey game tonight. I mean, like our goalie was outstanding in the first half of the game and made some big key saves for us. But I thought we played well enough to win.
1: And they did. And they won. And the goalie was phenomenal. I mean, really, what you saw was the Rangers' script that it's been all year. Now, Carolina's tough. They're a very good team. They clog up the neutral zone. They, they do all the things that a good team on the verge of going to the conference finals would do. But the Rangers, their goal scorer scored goals. And the goaltender was phenomenal. And they clicked on the power play. Like that's what the Rangers have been. And they walk away with a victory there. Now, Max Domi at the end of game three uh, got dirty. Let, let's, let's be fair and let's be frank. He got dirty and he went after uh, Lindgren. Now, Lindgren responded, although he took a hit and then it got physical. Then there was a little bit of a scuffle and uh, it was it seemed very unnecessary. But in the end, this is what happened. And the Rangers head coach now all of a sudden you look up and he's chirping at Tony D'Angelo. I think a lot of people don't remember. Jarrod Gallant was a tough guy. I think if Gallant and D'Angelo went at it now, it might not end well for D'Angelo. But here is uh, the Rangers' head coach. Who's a uh, he's fifty nine, but he's uh, you wouldn't want to mess with him. Uh, he was not at all happy about the Domi cheap shot.
3: No, I wasn't happy with the. the- At the end of the game that they initiated, you know, we didn't do that when the games were close. We put, you know, they put their guys on. That's fine. If they want to play like that, we got the guys that can match up. I don't like it at the end of the game. The game's over. You know, we get, we still got four games to go with those guys. I mean, they're not sending any messages. We got the guy that can handle all their guys if we want to. We didn't do it like that. But Domi took a cheap shot of their defenseman. And you got a long memory in this. You think about things and uh, like I said, might be on the other foot someday. So
1: you think to yourself, boy, they didn't like what what, uh, Domi did. There's a game coming up in just two nights on Tuesday of this past week. I want, you can't really retaliate, right? I mean, you just you, just, you can't do it because you now retaliate and all of a sudden you're shorthanded and now the series can get away. I wonder if there's anything that the Rangers could do to find any semblance of retaliation on one Max Domi. Well, here's the beauty of the tease in the radio world, my friends. Stay tuned to find out. And, and even more of a tease. Yeah they're going to find a way to retaliate. And not only are they going to find a way, it totally changed the game. And not only did it totally change the game, it was a clean hit that totally benefited the Rangers. That's a tease. Uh, You want to send that to the Marconi people? That's a tease. So here's what we're going to do. We rattled through game five. We've just gone through game three. With big things on the horizon in game four, we'll take a quick break. Return and tell you how the Rangers, A, got revenge, and B, got another beautiful victory at Madison Square Garden. All that and so much more on the way on the Hockey Show on this Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. Today's Hockey
4: Heart Spotlight shines on the We Care Fund. On Sunday, June 5th, the We Care Fund recognizes Long Island's hometown team, the New York Islanders. At an event to be held at the Heineken Terrace at UBS Arena, this event will be a live goods and services auction that also includes brunch, raffle prizes, giveaways, as well as a meet and greet with Islander alumni. All funds from the auction will be dispersed through grants to help children, the elderly, and those in need throughout Nassau County. For more information about tickets and or sponsorship opportunities, visit www.thewecarefund.com. Hockey Heart Spotlight is brought to you by the law offices of Andrew M. Cohn. For two decades, providing high-end legal services for families who have a child with a disability. The power play is to call 516-877-0595 or go to the web at amcohenlaw.com.
0: Back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg. Presented by the All American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
2: This is Adam Graves of the New York Rangers. You're listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN, New York.
1: Oh, the great 52 goal scorer, Adam Graves. But I got to be honest, I don't know at the moment that he loves me because I had a moving furniture in the suite during game seven of the Penguins game, and he might feel away. But he recorded that. That's still
5: unbelievable to me, by the way. What do you mean? That you commandeered the suite and made Adam Graves move chairs for you. I didn't. Now, here's the thing. I didn't make. I'm not saying. All right. Well, he's just such a nice guy.
1: But there's a lot he, for the gardener. Can I set the scene before you admonish me, please? I
5: think they did a pretty good job on the morning so, show with doing that.
1: So you know the way the suite is configured, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So you have the, the 16 seats in the front, almost balcony style. Yes. And then you have countertop. And I didn't want to take a seat. I wanted that, those to go to other people who are either more deserving or, or needed to sit, whatever. Then there's countertop. And there's four chairs along the countertop. This is a stand game. This is not a sit down, have a nacho, have a wing, have a beer kind of game. This is a game seven. This is a, you need to stand up for the entire game. So I asked the people around. I said, these, these stools, they need to be removed. They're, they're in everyone's way and nobody wants to be a part of them. Yes? Yes, Dave, you can move the stools. So what I did was... I took a stool and handed it to the person behind me to find open space in the back of the suite. That was either R.J. C. or my producer or or our program director, Ryan Hurley. Little did I realize that behind them in the next link of the chain was Adam Graves. So I passed it to one of them. They passed it to Graves. Now Adam Graves is finding a spot for the, the first stool in the back of the suite. And then we had to move the second stool. And I just remember thinking to myself, you are such a lunatic that you now have Adam Graves moving furniture in the suite. Game seven of the Rangers of the Penguins.
5: So you did have the self awareness to realize that, but you, but the the task had to be done.
1: It had to be done. I couldn't be encumbered by by stools as I needed room to roam during the game. No. Well, well uh,
5: do you think that it had an instrumental piece in them coming back and winning in overtime? Did they win? I'm I'm asking you. Did, I, I know did, they won.
1: Did they win? They it, did win. St- okay, let me ask you that. My, my line of questioning. Stools got moved. Goal was scored with five minutes to go to tie it. Goal was scored in overtime to win it. You, I mean, you know what? You figure it out for yourself.
5: Now, because Rick can't be at game six because he's got his, his son's uh, trip to space or whatever it is that he's got going on with Milo this week, will you
1: ask whoever's in the suite to please move the stools no because i won't be in the suite
5: uh, no no i'm asking will you will you oh, all reach out
1: and say listen do, even look, though i won't be there stools need the to be stools, moved
5: the stools i need pictures of somebody moving the stools it's maybe you'll call your boy adam graves
1: he'll move the stools for you i don't i mean we didn't exchange numbers oh i see yeah i didn't feel after having him do you know, like grunt work during the game i didn't i didn't think it was appropriate to have him move um, furniture and then get his number but maybe maybe i will you maybe are will. one of a kind Maybe I will. So, uh, again, now we're to game four. And we left you off game three. Domi was dirty and chippy and there was a fight and you heard Gerard Gallant. So now we head to game four. Rangers trail 2-1 in the series. Obviously, a loss in this one. You're not going to win two games in Carolina, one game at the Garden. Uh, It's a must win or as close to a must win without an elimination game as you could possibly have. So, Rangers got a power play Uh, Seth Jarvis, two minutes for tripping at 425. Power play was phenomenal. It was buzzing. They hit the outside of the net a couple times. Uh, They kept the puck in the zone the entire two minutes, but they did not score. And then what happened at 1138? Max Domi coming down the ice. Jacob Truba sees him and lines him up and puts him into next week, buries him. Now, Domi. Oh, my God. It was a hellacious hit. Domi was falling. Um, Truba lines him up didn't leave his feet crushes him nobody on Carolina complained but Steven Lorenz comes flying in and goes after Truba two minute instigator penalty so now you have retribution on a guy that you don't like in Max Domi and for your troubles you get a power play out of that it all worked out it worked out even better when this happened
2: Fox remains on the ice with the second power play unit. With Truby in the box. Across now for Kopp. Kopp. Far shot, shot. <laughs> Score! Frank Vetrano gives the Rangers the lead with a power play goal.
1: And we're back to Kenny Albert for game four right here on 98.7 ESPN. So he's right. Vitrano with the goal. His third of the postseason. Fox with the assist. But the, the, the absolutely sensational pass. Uh, Andrew Cobb. Cross ice, Vatrana one times it, beats Ronta. Goal for the Rangers, 13 31 of the opening period. That makes it 1 0 Rangers. We know how difficult it has been to score in the series, but only two minutes and 11 seconds later, the Rangers on garden ice did it again.
2: Go check, next man there, taken away by Kopp. Kopp, up for Lindgren to the left. score! Score! What a play by Kreider to keep the puck alive after he broke his stick. It winds up at the left circle, Ryan Lindgren, and it may have been deflected on the way in by Adam Fox.
1: All right, so a couple of things for housekeeping with that goal. Made it 2-0, and thanks, Kenny. Uh, two nothing Rangers, fifteen forty two. It turns out it was Fox. All right, Lindgren took the shot. Fox deflected it in front. His fourth of the postseason. Lindgren with the assist and Cop with the assist as well makes it two nothing. But you know, in hockey, it's like just shoot the puck on net. Just whatever you know, find a way to to kick the puck to do something to keep it in the zone. Whatever, like these little minute details that have such a huge impact. Well, earlier in that, you, you heard Kenny talking about it. Chris Kreider's stick broke. And was he going to skate off? He didn't know. So he goes up to the puck, and he literally, like soccer, kicks it into the corner. Rangers are able to keep it alive. Back to Lindgren, shot, score. So the little nothing seeming plays can sometimes have a huge, huge result, and that's exactly what happened. Now we go through the first period, still two nothing. We go through the second period, still two nothing. We go into the third period, and it's very unranger-like to blow anybody out, seemingly ever. So with that two nothing lead, we head to the second period, and all the way through the second period we go, very unrangers-like for them to really kind of stomp on the neck of anybody. but at 1648 of the second period, they got a little. Puck luck.
2: Ryder sends to center for Vetrano. Now Zabanajad dropping it back. Lindgren moves in, shoots a couple hundred up the score. Mika Zabanijad knocks it in. And the Rangers take a 3 nothing lead.
1: That's right. 3 nothing, And a beautiful call by Kenny. Because here's how it went down. Rangers traveled into the zone. Lindgren with the puck. Zabanijad called for it behind the play, got it. Um big shot. Save. It goes into Ranta's pads, but then it's just kind of floating behind them. Mika floats in behind them, takes the puck, bangs it home, 3 nothing Rangers with, in this series, a commanding, commanding lead. Now, Carolina did cut it to 3-1 at 6.33 of the third period. Taravina with the goal, his third uh, assist to Sebastian Ajo. So 3-1, little bit of a tenuous moment, but five minutes later, a little icing on the kick. Cop
2: back the other way and across the line. Cop for Strome. Strome back out. Cop shoots. He scores. Andrew Cop with his third point of the game. The Rangers lead 4 to 1.
1: And there you have it. His third point, his first goal. Cop with his fifth of the postseason. Strom with the helper, his sixth of the postseason. 4 1 at that moment. 4 1. The final score, Frank Vitrano with a goal and an assist is your third star, Ryan Lindgren, who is active all over the place. And not only is it helped tremendously to have Lindgren, it helps Fox tremendously to have Lindgren as well. And God knows what he's battling through, but he's battling. We know doesn't matter. He's out there. He gets your second star with two assists and Andrew Kopp, the big. Uh, Trade deadline acquisition or one of the many trade deadline acquisitions from Chris Drury is your number one star of the game. One goal and two assists. And for the first time in this series, the Rangers um, did not leave their goalie out to dry. Igor was very good yet again. 31 shots allowed, 30 saves, only the one goal. But it didn't feel like he had to stand on his head in this game so there you have it Tuesday night close of business you got retribution on Domi you got four goals in the game the power play was successful it all was clicking for the Rangers series now evened at two games apiece Gerard Glant, you'd have to imagine was very happy and here he is on the victory
3: we know we're playing against a real good hockey team over there. We battle with them and compete, but I think these four games have all been... Anybody could have won any one of the games. I really believe that, and uh, I know we executed real well tonight and finished off a power play goal and got a couple nice plays, and that's what that was the difference in the game. But there's not much in the four games and any of those games where a team ran away with it. The Rangers were
1: clearly better. We talked about earlier in the show that the, the Hurricanes were clearly better in Game 5, and, and they were. And the Rangers had their chances, and it was close for the most part but uh, game five was clearly Carolina. Game four was clearly the Rangers. The Rangers, I, I actually thought it was their best game of not just the series of the entire postseason. Let's see what the coach has to say. Here is Gerard Gallant.
3: Yeah, pretty close to it, yeah. I mean, we had a little letdown there in the, in the th- part of the second and a little bit in the third, too, but uh, for the most part, we did a real good job.
1: I thought they did an excellent job. Again, they didn't leave the goaltender out to dry. They were physical. They cycled. They had chances. I thought it was Kreider's best game as well, even though he didn't score a goal in this one. I mean, the play he made when he lost his stick, he was physical. He he, he got a lot of chances out in front. I thought it was a great game by the Rangers, really, from, from, from beginning to end, the complete game. And the one play that you talk about is that monster hit, huge hit from Truba on Domi. Talk about gaining favor with your teammates. Talk about gaining favor with the crowd. That's just the way he plays. Here is Gerard Glant on that huge hit from Jacob Truba.
3: Yeah, that was a big hit by Trouba. He steps up in the blue line, and obviously it's a big part of the game. And a good, clean, hard hit. And, you know, I think they stepped up and got an instigator penalty there, and we scored on capitalizing that, so it was, it was big for us.
1: Well, let me confirm. That's exactly how it went down. Huge hit from Trouba. Uh, Lorenz obviously comes flying in, uh, wants to fight Truba. I guess it's just instinct. It's dumb. Because you're going to get the instigator. If it's a clean hit, you're going to get the instigator every single time. And you know what? If it's not a clean hit, now you're going to lose the power play that you have. But at the end of the day, deemed a clean hit. And it was, and it's rightfully so. You saw it a million times on replay. Um, Rangers get the power play. Rangers score. And they never look back. Now, again, of how good he's been, it was not the best of the best of Igor Shesterkin, But as you hear from the coach, he was pretty good once again.
3: Same every night. It helps our team at battles. Uh, I think it was the secretary for the game. He made that unbelievable save in the back door with his glove. And, you know, that's huge, you know, for us to get the lead and, and making those saves early in the game. He's phenomenal. I mean, it's why he's
1: going to win the Vezina. It's why he's up for the heart. I mean, he is right now. I don't know that he's the best goalie in hockey because Vasilevsky is just at that level as well. But there's no denying that Igor Shesterkin has, as, as, unequivocally had the best season um in the Nets for any goaltender. Now we mentioned Cott, we mentioned Mott, we mentioned Vitrano, all the guys that they acquired, how big have they been stepping up in this postseason?
3: Huge. They've been huge. The day we got them we were really excited, you know, with the, the character of these guys and, you know, the work that they bring to our team and They're putting the puck in the net for us. They're doing all the little things and, uh, you know, working hard, competing hard. But the the character and the leadership those guys show has, has been good for us.
1: They really have been some great additions. And again, the Rangers are doing this without two thought-to-be-huge pieces, right? Barclay Goodrow out. Um, we don't know if and when he's going to return. Certainly won't be back for Game 6. I think it's very unlikely if there is a Game 7, he'll be back for that as well. Sammy Blay as well. I mean, he this the, they acquired Goodrow, They acquired Blay for these moments, thinking that the, 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 the grinding mentality and the playoff experience would do exactly what the Rangers need to be done And they're going to battle without these guys. And I get it. There's not a team in the league that doesn't have hurdles to overcome at this point of the season. But remember that there are two guys that are big components here that are not here with the Rangers at the moment. So there you have it. Now we're 2-2. You know what happens in Game 5. We'll take a quick break. Come back and Do a little look ahead. We'll do that next right here on The Hockey Show on a Saturday morning on 98.7 ESPN. Let's get a little extra money in your pocket.
4: Andy from Merrick Presents, Wager Plays, Playoff Edition. Later tonight, the Rangers host the Canes in a critical Game 6 matchup. With the Ranger fans urging them on, the Blue Shirts will protect home ice. And with the best goalie in the world, continue to pound the underplay. Elsewhere in the playoffs, the Lightning await their next round matchup on their journey to a possible third straight cup. But do not sleep on Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. Fact, you can bet on it. Andy from Merrick's Wager Plays are for entertainment only. As always, bet with your head, not with your heart. Gambling problem? Dial 877-8-HOPE-NY or text H O P E N Y.
0: Now back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
1: Well, we roll along here on a Saturday morning. It is The Hockey Show, brought to you, of course, by Slowman's. It's so simple. All you have to do is call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera. With the installation of your Slowman shield, keep your family safe. Just call one 800 alarm me, you're gonna hear the music that you adore, and it makes you realize that things happened a long time ago. Let's hear the music and let's take a look at this day in hockey history: May twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. May twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. I ben was rookie. almost five. Uh, you know, you shut up. You're almost five. So, oh if- my god. A four-year-old Anthony Pusick is is just learning how to use the toilet. All right. And then rookie, now Rangers GM, Chris Drury, scores at 1929 of overtime to give the Colorado Avalanche a 3-2 victory over the Dallas Stars in game four of the Western Conference Final at McNichols Arena. The stars force overtime when Brett Hall scores with 3:53 remaining in the third period, but Drury slapshot beats Patrick Waugh and ties the best of seven series at two, two. By the way, and I think I'm right on this, Anthony. And you can you can check it up. I believe May 27th. So yesterday, 1994 was the anniversary of the Matto goal against the new jersey devils and if i have my calculations oh, correct yeah. you're right you were you were not even born at that point
5: no i wasn't i wasn't born for that i wasn't born for the cup i technically haven't seen a cup in my lifetime
1: uh not technically you haven't seen the rangers win a cup in your life no i haven't seen the rangers win a cup in my, my lifetime. my goodness but that's right may 27 1994 was that uh was that day right yes you are right. So let me tell you. You're an encyclopedia. Why would you question yourself? Well, just because sometimes you're not sure. So uh, there's an amazing story that I have. I was at that game, sitting in section 411, and uh, I mean Leach. If we go back, and Brian Leach scores this Bobby Orr-esque goal. And the Rangers take a one nothing lead, and they hold it, and they hold it, and they hold it, and they hold it, all the way through. Which we think game one of the series against Carolina was painful. With seven point seven seconds left, Valerie Zelopukin Scores on a wraparound, beats Richter, devils tie the game, we go to overtime. A guy behind me in my section, as if he was returning a book at the library, stands up, turns around, walks to the glass exit sign, promptly puts his hand through the sign, shatters it, Blood spurts everywhere. He goes to the bathroom. He ties paper towels and toilet paper around his bleeding hand. Comes back. Sits down. Like in true hockey fashion. Deals with the stitches later. And away we go. He sits through overtime. Hand bleeding through the toilet paper wrapped knuckles. As the Rangers get the win from Matteau in the second overtime. And I believe... It was at 424 of the second overtime that Matos swooped in and scored. All right, so there you have it. Now, we haven't talked a lot of the other series really at all, but one phenomenal series, it is now over, was Edmonton besting Calgary in five. The Flames won game one. The Oilers won the next four. And after the Rangers on Thursday night, this is how Edmonton closed the deal. Stepping up, Nurse at center ice, and he'll dump it softly to the far corner, where Hannafin's first on it. McDavid created a
2: turnover for Drysdale inside. McDavid has shot scores. Connor McDavid has won the battle of Alberta for Edmonton five.
1: If only they would get a little excited on 630 C-H-E-D. But regardless of the excitement level, Edmonton moves on as they win in overtime 5-4. to four. Now, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule presented by the All-American Auto Group with locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant, the number one Ford Auto Group in the entire Northeast, allamericanford.net. So as you know, Every Rangers playoff game can be heard right here on 9870 ESPN and the all-new ESPN New York app. Okay, game six tonight at the Garden against Carolina, 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock, drop of the puck right here on 9870 ESPN. And then if the Rangers win that game, if they win it, Monday night, Memorial Day, At Carolina, Game 7. We don't have a time, but we know exactly where you can listen to it, and that is right here on 98.7 ESPN. So, as always, Anthony Pusick, a lifesaver, the best in the business producing the show, our executive producer, Andy from and, of course, the great work behind the scenes of Ray Dinahan as well. Have a great, great, safe holiday weekend. I'll be back with you in just an hour now. Joe Wiz is next, and then we'll lead you through your morning. But be safe and enjoy the hockey, and let's go Rangers on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Thanks for listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.